previously an unnecessary side project. Matt got touchy-feely. And Joe joined the UFC. Hi, I'm Bill Goldberg. And I'm Jimmy Hoffa, and I'd like to welcome you to Unnecessary Side Project. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Doing great, steering oh, the ship. Yeah, once again, everyone, welcome to Unnecessary Side Project. Uh, how are you doing, Joe? I'm doing very well. Are you doing well? I Yes. Uh, what, I have to double, I have to say my answer no, tonight? I'm, I'm doing, just, I'm just, Matt, doing well. Are you, if you're wondering your how fault. I'm doing. It's not your fault, Joe. <laughs> oh, boy. Start the timer, please. Oh, yes, start the timer. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm, I'm going to attempt to steer the ship uh, for this podcast, but obviously we've already run aground. Hopefully mm-hmm. we don't cost a Concordia this thing over and we move on to the next... Too soon. <laughs> Joe just you, you, can, you can be at the wheel. I'm the rudder. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm, fair I'm keeping the ship on course. All right. And uh, so the point of this podcast, um, because, frankly, I had so much fun doing the last Conspiracy Theory podcast, I'm not sure if Joe had as much fun as I did. I loved it. So we decided to do Conspiracy Theories 2. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, the redo, redux. Yep. <laughs> um, and then uh, we're going to do a little bit different format this time. And what I think we're going to do is run down some of the conspiracy theories we didn't have a chance to really go in depth about last time. Uh, kind of summarize what they are briefly and then try to argue a little bit in their favor to try to understand the mindset of a human being who might think these are true. Right. And then laugh them off, pretty much. Right. And this is very timely because Weird Al just came out with a new album. And one of his songs talks about conspiracy theories quite heavily. Um, if you haven't listened to Foil yet, the cover of Royals, or the parody of Royals, I would highly recommend it, because it starts off talking about, you know, keeping your food uh, safe and protected, and then halfway through takes a crazy turn where he starts talking about conspiracy theories, and it is very funny. I kind of gave away the twist of the, the song, but... I would still recommend you listening to it. This probably won't come out for a week or two from now. By then, by then, people will have already heard the song, and if not, it's your fault. You should yeah, all be you, following Weird Al Yankovic's RSS feed. Yeah, I mean, you blew it. Is, if yeah. you haven't listened to it yet, just turn this off right now, because we don't want you... Don't turn it off. Don't turn it off. Don't. Our one fan. Yeah, <laughs> please, please, no. Don't go. Katie, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, so one of the um, conspiracy theories we briefly touched on last time, I think we mentioned it, but we didn't really explain it, Please say angels so that I can say touched by an angel. No, it is not angels. It's actually chemtrails. Oh, boy. So uh, chemtrails is a play on um, it's a term that basically means chemical trails. And it's supposed to be about... when you, you know when you look in the sky and you see a passenger airliner flying and there's those white lines behind it? Yes. The general consent or the general theory behind this uh, conspiracy theory is that those planes are actually spraying something into the atmosphere... Okay. Maybe by the CIA or some other shady uh, governmental organization. Right. And that's... Illuminati. Yeah, whatever, yeah. And that uh, spray is somehow affecting humanity in some way. Okay. So, that's the general theory. And when I was reading about it, I was trying to understand exactly what they thought, what these conspiracy theory believers thought they were spraying. Uh, you mispronounced that. Belieber? Belieber, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go <laughs> So on. some of the suggestions were some kind of spray to help defend us against solar radiation, which in my... Oh, so that's a positive. Yeah, it's a positive thing. That's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. One was that some kind of biological warfare, so maybe the pharmaceutical companies are spraying us to get us sick. 
So big Pharma? Yeah, which, that one kind of holds water. Okay. Uh, one is some kind of mind control spray. That's the one I've heard. Yeah, and I was like, spray. wait, yeah. so is that not a thing? That's okay. the one. So, so of those three, uh, which one do you think would be the most logical one to spray in the upper atmosphere or 30,000 feet from a passenger airliner? Okay. Um, so, we're... Just let me get the, 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 the basis of this episode straight. I'm supposed to put myself in the mind of someone who who vehemently yes. believes in yes. X, chemtrails. Yes. And then of the three possibilities you've given, which one makes the most or sense? Or another one for that matter, yeah. Okay. Um, well, if... I, I mean, I guess I would probably think the, the solar radiation thing, because, you know, we have the holes in the ozone layer and everything. We can create ozone... And ozone is poisonous at ground level, but in the upper atmosphere, it keeps solar radiation out. Uh, of course, then putting it on passenger planes, the possibility of an ozone uh, catastrophe getting getting loose and killing everyone on board. Yeah, you know that, that's kind of a risk. But if that's if that's something that we genuinely believe, I'd like to believe it's something positive. If I if I had to believe in chemtrails, but if I'm in the mind space where I think that every plane has a hidden agenda where it is spraying something into the sky. I'm going to say it's probably mind control. Yeah, I go with mind control as well. That seems like the best bang for your buck. Yeah. You're going to be spraying everyone from the atmosphere. Yeah. And the fact that the general populace thinks that it isn't anything, it has mm. to be mind control. Mm. So, come on. Come on, sheeple. Open your eyes. <laughs> I don't understand how someone would believe that... Believe. A sp- <laughs> From the uh, some kind of spray in the atmosphere would control the population's minds, yet no one's ever seen a demonstrable example of close spraying ever changing someone's mind about anything. Like, that was a thing that happened a lot. Like, oh, I need Joe to give me 20 bucks, and I sprayed you, and you did it. Like, Batman, Scarecrow style, and I got 20 bucks from you. Then maybe I'd say, oh, maybe they're spraying that en masse. How would you know? How would you ever know? If someone got sprayed with something that controlled their mind to think that they weren't being controlled... That information would never get out. The only person who would know would be the man with the spray, or woman. I'm not saying that this is a, a society where women can't have mind control spray. You know what? Feminism is great. If you are a woman out there, if you're, if, if you're, if you're a go-getter, and you're looking to control people with a spray, you know what? You do it. You get out there, you get that spray like the Orkin man, or Orkin woman. Again, it could be a woman. That's what I'm trying to say. If you want to control someone's mind... It doesn't matter your gender, because gender is a societal construct. Yep, uh, it is. So, there. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it the Orkin Man and Mr. Clean? Are there any female uh, superheroes of pest control or cleanliness? I don't think so. Of cleanliness. Yeah, Mr. Okay. Clean is a Yeah, super, well, I was, wondering, I was wondering why you thought Mr. Clean was about pest control. Yeah. It's like, what are you using your Mr. Clean for? Um, I don't think so. All no, the female I ones d- are like bakery goods. Like yeah, I'm well, the scrubbing bubbles, the, I don't, I think they're, gender. they're agender. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they are neither male nor female. They are brush. All right. So that's settled. Um, everyone, next time you see a plane flying overhead and you see that white trail behind you, stop breathing because it might be mind control dust. You know what? It, it's absorbed through the pores. Yeah, Nothing's going to stop yeah. that from getting in your body. Put a plastic bag over your entire body. Yes. <laughs> Just live your life inside a bubble, like the boy in the bubble. Yep. Like that Neil, Neil, uh, Paul Simon, not Neil Simon, Neil Simon did musicals. Uh, Paul Simon song, Boy yep. in the Bubble. 
All right, so the next one, which you teased at the end of the last Conspiracy Theory podcast. If there's one thing I am, it's a tease. Yeah, it's the reptilians. Ah, the the reptilians. reptilians. So do you want to summarize the general thesis behind this? Well, I don't even know if I under... I'm sorry I sighed. I've been told many times that I sigh way too much on this podcast. Well, guess what? It happens sometimes. I did a bit of research, so I can summarize if you're uncomfortable. It's up to you. Well, my basic understanding of it is that there is... Aliens have landed... They are reptilian-based, because I'm assuming if we have a reptilian race, they're not, they didn't, they didn't originate on Earth, or we probably would have known about them. But there's some reptilian alien race that has disguised themselves as humans and has infiltrated all levels of government and society so that they're really in control. And I believe the only way to tell if someone is a reptilian is whether they blink. I think... Oh, okay. I that think, I didn't even read. Yeah, okay. Yes, because there was that famous... Uh, there's that famous uh, speech by Donald Rumsfeld where he was filmed, and over the course of, I think, like an hour, half an hour, they counted the number of times he blinked. It was probably about five. I gotta Google that. That's, yes, that's so that, I'm that, getting convinced by this now. <laughs> yeah, so... Which is... I mean, maybe he just has very wet eyes and doesn't need to blink constantly. Yeah. Or he's not afraid of, uh, you know, uh, Detrius uh, getting in his eyes, so he doesn't need to to flush it away. Um, But that, yeah, Louis C.K. was on, I believe, Opie and Anthony, and I... So just Opie, I think. Yeah, now, but at the time. um, And I believe Donald Rumsfeld called in, or they were were able to talk to Donald Rumsfeld, and the whole time Louis C.K. was just saying... You're a reptilian, you're a reptilian, and just chirping him in the background. I have to see this too, this is yes. amazing. It is very funny, but that is my understanding. Do you have something, oh, excuse me, something no, that's, deeper? Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, the one thing that, um, so how they disguise themselves as humans, I guess they're shapeshifters. Okay. So that's part of it. I mean, I've seen in the Weird Al Yankovic video and other places where they're, they're dressed up as humans, but I guess right. in the much more plausible explanation would be that they're shapeshifters. Yeah. So that way they can look like human beings. Okay. Um, so if you've already done a pretty good job of outlining a uh, strong argument for their existence by the lack of blinking, because that is kind of creepy. Yeah, although I think if you are uh, a race that is smart enough to disguise yourself as a human, infiltrate every level of government and society to the point where you are in command and you can do or say whatever, you know, like you're, you're, you're essentially shaping humanity however you want, you'd probably be aware that, hey, people can figure out we're lizards because we're not blinking. That's a huge security risk for our entire hierarchy. Yeah. Maybe we should just blink more. Or, it, you know, if, if it's a hologram, turn up the blinking function yeah, a little turn bit. Turn up the blinking. Yeah. See, here's my thought process. I think... They infiltrated all levels of government in, like, the 60s and 70s. Right. And then have taken control of everything. And so the JFK was probably a reptile. Other people like that are other charismatic leaders. And then now they're just in so much control of everything, they stopped caring. So oh, okay. Peop- and my evidence for this is someone like Dick Cheney. Right. Who's just so obviously patently evil and yeah. gets away with it. There must be some other underhanded power happening there. Because even looking at him... If you had to categorize people into a category of humans or evil reptilian overlord, yes. and you were, you'd pretty much go the entire population in one column and then Dick Cheney in the other. Yeah, he's not a nice man. He's just scary looking. He is. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, and if, if we're going down this rabbit hole, 
the idea that there is a race that is taking over the Earth, but has the ability to go to other planets and shape them as they see fit. The fact that an entire world is falling apart, <laughs> and there is constant war, and there, you know, we're we're getting rid of all of the resources we need to function as a society, and we're destroying the atmosphere, and we're polluting the water that gives us life. Uh, if it was just humans, you'd think at some point we'd sort of wisen up. If 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 this is the the thing that we're going down, uh, you know, if if it was just humans, they'd be like, okay, maybe we should. We should cut this out for maybe five years or so. Reptiles like it warmer. Yeah, that's why they're getting rid of the the ozone layer. We need to warm up the atmosphere. We need more. uh, What what did cows fart out? Uh, Methane. Methane. We need more methane in the atmosphere. Yeah. And they're just trying to make it more hospitable. This is getting more and more realistic to me. So basically, the chemtrails are reptilian farts to the sky. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's it. We did it. We proved. Where's our Nobel Prize? Yep. Um, So I'm gonna. Almost finished with the reptilian or reptilian overlords. And by the way, if you're listening, all hail reptilian overlords. Uh, but yes, in a recent survey of Americans, four percent of Americans believed in reptilian overlords. Wow. Now that is around twelve million people. Which I wonder if they just if you if you believe in how these surveys are conducted and things like that. I wonder how many of those people just. Those kind of guys who just write funny answers on surveys or, yeah, like or the, ignore the answers and just put whatever they see and click it or check it out. It's like the people who say that they're Jedi as a religion yeah. on the census. I'm sure some of them may participate in the actual Jedi uh, church that has been created, even though that in itself is kind of a joke. But I'm sure most of them are just saying, oh, that's an option. I'm going to check that. Yeah, because like, it's funny, yeah. Yeah. But let's just say so it's 4%. Yes. And that's roughly the population of Ontario, the okay. entire province. But let's just say a fraction of that 4% is true. We're still talking millions of people. Yeah. People who have votes in the American uh, populace believe in reptilian overlords. So I all, yeah. guarantee that if these people believe there is a society of reptilians that control everything, they are not voting. That, Why would they? There's true. no that nothing we do is going to yeah. change anything. So you know what? I'll just or whatever. What's is it? Tuesdays that they have elections on uh, in the states. Super Tuesdays for uh, their primaries. Yeah, I don't Any, know if their actual generals are Tuesdays. I don't know, but whatever day it is, they're just gonna stay home. Yeah, they're gonna stay home, watch the TV, and then just tut at people all across America saying, "You fools! You're wasting your time. These reptiles are going to kill us all." slowly <laughs> that is my favorite conspiracy theory i all. love it like it's could could you be could you be further removed from reality to think that that exists i mean i you, like why i decide again yeah if you want <laughs> if you want to believe there are overlords yeah um Joe that's overlords. one thing Joe overlords and you want to believe they're alien overlords yeah right so that's already a pretty big step you've made two Huge steps. Why must they be reptilian? Yeah. <laughs> what does that Maybe mean? they're amphibian. Maybe they can be on land and underwater. That's such a necessary, stupid thing. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, I, I think a lot of it comes from uh, a couple different uh, pieces of pop culture. Because there was uh, a miniseries uh, in the 70s, and I, they did a remake of it recently called V, where this alien race descended on the earth and they said that they came in peace and you know all this great stuff but then they ended up being 
reptilian in nature, and they they came to Earth, they were these great aliens, they were welcomed into government and all this stuff, but then people figure out that they're really, it was a long con, and then they were yeah. actually these horrible... So I think that's part of it, and also uh, the movie They Live, they're not reptilian, but the idea of there being this sort of secret society of aliens that are shapeshifters oh, okay. that have the... So I think those two sort of... But the fact that those two pieces of pop culture exist, like this t- TV series and this movie, you know, is is are those the reptilian overlords sort of throwing us a bone, like, look how ridiculous this is. Yeah, I think or so. Or was that idea in the zeitgeist? Like, were people already thinking that before those things came out? I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the idea that it's like a long con, and they're yeah. like promoting movies. Um, that's good. Uh, but I'll move on to the next one. This one's a bit darker. Uh-oh. But I think there's stuff we can talk about here. Maybe not as hilarious, but uh, but I think is still we can talk about. So this one is the idea that AIDS, the AIDS virus, is man-made. Yeah. So being man-made, and the idea is that it uh, was man-made to specifically oppress uh, like minorities and like the gay community specifically, and African Americans in the states because they were predominantly most affected early on when AIDS kind of uh, became a huge epidemic in the eighties, right? Right. So I think this is one where. Um, there's probably, like, well, zero, uh, well, I have no idea, but there's probably zero evidence that's actually a thing, but it, this is an example, I think, where a conspiracy theory is a social commentary, right? It sort of says, like, there is oppression happening, and we're willing to believe that our government is so evil that they'll even do this to us, too, right? Uh, yeah. That's, well, okay. Do you buy that or no? Um, I think that if it was sort of the early days of the... of the AIDS outbreak, where it was primarily those groups that it was affecting, it would be very easy to believe that because of the history of oppression of those groups in other ways, and because it was not affecting, you know, your wholesome white family or whatever. Yeah. But I think time has, like, the amount of people that have been affected by it and the amount of, you know, it, it affects everyone you know, regardless of your sexual preference, regardless of your race or your creed or your skin color, I think time has proved that that is ridiculous. I could buy that, yeah. Makes sense. And if it was something that was put in place so that only specific groups would be affected, you'd think that there would be people in non-groups, so white people would sort of on the sneak be given some... If they happened to get the virus, wouldn't wouldn't they have created a virus that they would be able to treat if it did happen to someone you yeah, didn't want that's to? that's true. So, yeah, it's... it's that yeah, was, I don't want to believe that humanity is that evil. I don't... Yeah. Like, I think, you know, as crappy as things seem sometime, at, sometimes, and, you know, as bad as individual people can seem, I'd like to think that human beings are primarily good and the fact that someone could be that evil to create something that is so debilitating and affect millions and you know essentially decimate populations especially in africa where it's running rampant like that's just that that to be an individual or a group to do that like that's it's it's sick like i don't even want to think that that is something humanity is capable of. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that early on it would make a lot of sense to feel that way. But yeah, yeah I think you're right. As time's kind of gone on, 
Um, maybe that one's less less yeah. of a thing that's commonly believed. Like uh, the, the something similar to that is that like the creation of crack cocaine was created by the U.S. government and sent to poor, primarily African American communities as a way of keeping them addicted and keeping them in poverty because they didn't want them to succeed, uh, and sort of as a way of getting, you know, pushing those people under the rug and trying to get rid of them. But, you know, I, again, like that's something like that's something that is so evil yeah. and so horrible, not to the scale of like crack, I don't think has the, the reach that AIDS does globally, yeah. but the idea that someone would purposely do that, like, I don't, I don't even want to think about that. Like, I don't want, I don't want that yeah, to be true. Fair enough. So we'll move on from something that massive to something more specific. Okay. So another uh, big conspiracy theory, it's kind of gone away now, but at the time, was the death of Princess Diana. Yes. And it's kind of a double conspiracy theory. Okay. Some people think that it was, in some way, the royal family, kind of uh, because of her lack of support of Charles getting remarried, or she was pregnant, or she was going to convert to Islam, and a bunch of other things that would somehow matter to the monarchy and they wanted to kind of shut her up okay or the other side of it is that she was just so um harassed by the by the media that she faked her death in an effort to live quietly away kind of the elvis thing uh, right to disappear um so what do you think do you think there would be uh, enough of a uh desire on the British monarchy's part to want to silence her? Do you think... I don't really... I remember her at that time. I don't really think she mattered anymore to them. Did she, like... Um, well, she was still... She was still... Uh, she still had the title of princess, I believe. Like, that wasn't taken away when she divorced. Um, and she was constantly in the news because she was such a humanitarian. And she had a very public romance with, um... Forget his name, but uh, Dodi yeah, Dodi Al Fayed, um, who was a, ver- a very wealthy businessman in the UK, but was not, you know, it, it, obviously, like I'm not saying that ethnicity shouldn't mix, but it was a big hubbub because it was sort of like an interracial type situation because he was Middle Eastern, yeah, uh, or came from a Middle Eastern background. Um, so I mean, I. I'm sure the royal family wasn't happy about all this stuff that she was still being uh, associated with the royal family when they, she was doing things that they might see as very unroyal. But I think, you know, she did so much good and there was always so much scandal with the royal family that having someone who maybe if, you know, you didn't approve of her lifestyle but was out there actively trying to change the world, like the the, the work that she did with landmines and, and, you know, with Amnesty International and that kind of stuff, yeah. put such a good face on the, the monarchy that they would be stupid to try and get rid of that. Yeah, my thinking is that both of those theories um, relate to uh, guilt on the part of the people who follow the monarchy. Right. So on the one hand, they want to believe she's alive because they feel guilty that the paparazzi who are taking photos of her because of their insatiable interest in her, yeah, right, didn't kill her. Or conversely, they want to blame somebody else. They want to blame the queen or whoever because they don't want to admit that because they buy tabloid magazines that people are chasing her through a tunnel in Paris. So I think it's a way, that's one of the, again, we mentioned talked about this last podcast, but it's a way to remove personal responsibility from something that 
even if it's a really small way, you had some part in it, which was, like, buying those magazines. Yeah, yeah. so the, the celebrity culture around her, yeah. people realized that that was what ultimately caused the end of her life yeah. and have some guilt around it. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, I don't think any of those theories hold water. I think it was just a tragedy, and, yeah. you know. But people, but it, it, it just feeds into that celebrity culture thing. People having these conspiracy theories and people saying, oh, it was so-and-so that did this or so-and-so that did that. Or, oh, Princess Diana has been spotted. That's just another way for people to sell more newspapers or sell more magazines. So I think it's just self-perpetuating at that point. Like, it's just, she's always been a newsmaker. And even after she's passed, we're going to get her in the news because pe- we know that people will read about it. So... It's right, kind enough. of a, a sad look at humanity there. Yeah. It, it's she had a tragic end, and she was she did a lot of good. All right, and uh, on that super lighthearted note, uh, we lost the last five minutes of this episode because some reptilian overlords got wind of this podcast and tried to shut us down. It's pretty crazy that we've had this is our eleventh podcast. Yes, and we've only had two instances of technical difficulty. It's true. We've we've really dodged the bullet on a lot okay. of stuff, considering how. Uh, tenuously my life is held together <laughs> by the thinnest of strings. The fact well, that we've been able to do anything is is quite an achievement. Well, one was just outright deleted, which was just the computer issue. Yes. Yeah. But this one is pretty suspicious. Yeah. Because we did a whole other conspiracy theory podcast, and nothing happened. We mentioned Reptilian Overlords. Boom. Audio's got down. Well... Where it all went wrong in our podcast is when we started talking about fluoride in the water. That's actually exactly what happened. So what we did is I uh, made a list of uh, uh, conspiracies that are left to talk about, and we do have uh, probably another podcast in us for this. Yes. Um, but when I mentioned the idea that we talk about fluoride, uh, Joe jumped at the chance to cover that. So why don't we cover the idea behind the conspiracy theory? What is the fluoride conspiracy theory? Uh, well, essentially the idea is that uh, fluoride is put in the water that gets pumped to our houses and that everybody drinks, uh, and there is some nefarious intent for the fluoride being in the water, be it uh, mind control or keep humans perpetually sick or... I don't know. Like, there's a lot of... I'm sure there's a bunch of crazy rabbit holes that we can go down for specific things that fluoride causes, but they're all pretty out there. Yeah, so it sounds similar to the chemtrail idea that there would be some benefit to someone to yes. give us all something. Um, they get you from the sky? They yeah. get you from your pipes? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, like, it's it's more logical to believe that there are mind control substances in our water that is all secretive than, hey, we discovered that if you put a certain, like, tiny percentage of fluoride in the water, which you buy toothpaste that says fluoride right on it, yeah. and they say... Wait, wait a minute. Maybe the toothpaste fluoride is also is also a mind control device. Uh, or maybe there's something in the toothpaste that activates with the water oh. that then controls your mind. I that explains why I've been buying just cases and cases of Colgate my entire life. Yeah. I've just been purchasing as much toothpaste as yeah, I can possibly you, stand. You've got that that uh, little garage on the side of your house <laughs> that is just filled to the brim with Colgate, and I, I come over and I say, Matt. You're, you're buying yourself out of house and home here. I think you have enough toothpaste. And you get this crazy look in your eye. Your eyes glass over, and you get really sweaty all of a sudden. You say, you don't understand, Joe. You don't understand. And then I just, I usually leave at that point. When I was a little kid, this is actually not a joke. This is actually true. We used to go to Byway when I was like eight or seven. 
And if my brother listens to this podcast... It's like a discount department store. Yeah, yeah. It's like a miniature Walmart That no longer exists. Thing, yeah. And, um... And uh, my grandparents would be like sales on toothpaste and yes. limited three per customer. So my grandfather would have my brother and I also buy three. It's so obvious. Like, a, why would a, like a six year old or eight year old be buying three tubes of toothpaste? Because you you are very teeth conscious. Uh, my grandfather must have just been having too much fluoride, and the Colgate machine wrapped him up as well. I don't know. Yeah. But so one of the things uh, you, you that, ever noticed that Colgate, the first three letters, C O L. What is C O L? Also. Uh, uh, short form for Colonel, which is what? In the military. Who's keeping us down? The military. Colonel Gate. He's behind all of this. <laughs> Colonel Gate is putting fluoride in the water and it is destroying us. And the the one thing we mentioned that now that we're just being absurd about this, it, it's funny that we're talking about fluoride in the water because our area in Ontario is one of the few areas that does not put fluoride in the water. Which is leads me to believe that there are a lot of crazies in this area that get behind a cause that has no scientific basis behind it. Yeah, so we're sort of saying, I wonder if um, with the economy being so much worse, especially in this region for the past like six, seven years. Yeah. And uh, so people losing You're being their being de- generous by saying only six or seven yeah, years. Yeah, but especially bad. Yes. Uh, so less dental benefits, things like that. And then also removing fluoride from the water. I wonder if we have like a disproportionately bad dental hygiene record than other areas of the country. And I bet I could find this out. This is actually something I want to research now to see if I can bring it back to this podcast yeah. and t- I'll talk about it. Matt's going to leave this podcast, go into his computer room. Uh, it's off of the kitchen. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a, next to those... the stacks of Colgate toothpaste. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's in his, it's in his little garage. Uh, it's very warm in there, but there is no heat source that I can tell. So I think, it might be built on top of something <laughs> that's just like radiating all over the walls with string running between them. Yeah, it's like a beautiful mind in there. It's terrifying. So you also mentioned that your father-in-law used to work at a uh, water treatment yes. plant, right? Uh, he he called it the shoot plant, except instead of shoot, it's the swear word. Yeah, that has because most of those letters. Because we sort of said that, or it's a kind of a common thing I hear people say that bottled water actually goes through less testing than than water from your tap does. Yes. Which sounds ominous as if bottled water is somehow terribly unsafe, but it just means that that's how crazy safe your wa- tap yeah. water is. Yeah. And, 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 you know, any instance where tap water is not clean enough for human consumption, they either A, know immediately and remedy the situation as, as quickly as possible, or if there is an issue and it gets out that it wasn't taken care of, it's the biggest scandal in the world. So the yeah. fact that, you know, if if fluoride in the water was causing, I, unless it's the mind control thing, then you can't argue against that. Because yeah. there's no way you can say, well, it's not mind control. It's like, well, that's what they want you to think. Maybe, but, maybe lizard overlords need fluoride in their water to live. Like they can't absorb water otherwise. Do you think lizard overlords enjoyed the show Lizzie McGuire? <laughs> I hope so. They're big Hillary Duff fans. Yeah. And on that note... Uh, maybe, maybe she's a, a lizard overlord. I had to ask you a question, though. When you... I imagine... I understand it as a... Congratulations. Adult, as an adult man. Thank you. Uh, reading Rainbow. Yes. Uh, as an as a adult man, I understand that a water treatment plant must be a very complex facility. Yes. With multiple levels of uh, things going on with computers and sensors and stuff. But when I picture someone putting fluoride in the water, is it bad that I picture someone basically opening a, one of those culvert holes with water rushing through a water main and just sort of dumping an anonymous 
uh, drum in there, probably with like an X, like a skull with crossbones, just dumping it into the water one barrel at a time. No, that, that's 100% correct. That's what I figured. Happens. Yep. All right, well, before uh, the black helicopters come back and shut us down again, uh, I think we should probably sign off. Yeah, um, I don't know how much more my computer can take. Yeah, All probably, of the, the, the rays from the lizards. Uh, they're are coming for us. Uh, so the USB. I appreciate uh, you guys sticking with us again, and hopefully we hear from you guys for the next podcast. All right, bye, love you. Thank you for your patronage. We will see you next week.